All right, we are live for another edition of our weekly Friday market update. And we got the long weekend ahead of us. I apologize for missing last week. I was in the beautiful island of Kauai. For anyone that plans to go there, feel free to let me know. Uh, happy to send you my itinerary of what we did every day. Lots of food uh, tours, lots of uh, got some helicopter rides going, lots of time at the beach, really, really cool island. It's my third island that I've been to in Hawaii, and it's very easy to go in and out. Um, car rental is a, another issue, but outside of that, it's a, it was a lot of fun. So if anyone wants to go to Kauai, send me a note. I'm happy to send you my itinerary, and you can uh, hopefully enjoy it yourself. Let's go over the news of the week. Google delays mandatory return to office until January 2022. This is not a big surprise, but they made the official update related to uh, the return. Uh, most companies at this stage are coming back January of next year, mainly because they don't know how the Delta variant will ultimately play out. And then at the same time, let's be honest, during the holidays and the November timeframe, people are going to be traveling. They're going to be relaxing. They're going to be in a different mood and different environment. So that probably has something to do with it as well. Otherwise, usually they just extended it one or two months out. What I think also interesting is that they are requiring, and a lot of places are requiring this, which I think is generally very positive, that every employee needs to be fully vaccinated if they're going to show up into the office. Uh, a lot of restaurants are already doing that. A lot of uh, clubs are doing that. I went to a wing tip in San Francisco a few weeks ago. I was surprised. Because I think that's maybe when they first started um, having a vaccine requirements. So you either bring your proof of vaccination a card, or there's also the, the digital system that's uh, readily available too. But I suspect that a lot of places, a lot of venues will require this. So uh, it's ultimately a good thing uh, when it comes to that. But at the same time, you can see all these companies are continuing to still want people back to the office. However, what does that mean? It may mean that we may have a little bit of a relaxation right now when it comes to the buying of homes in these core areas. Because if you, we'll, we'll look at the data together so you can see for yourself. But if you look actually at what has uh, sold and the price increase, a lot of that was because the mandates were to return to the office very, very soon. There was a clear timetable, right? A lot of the uh, initial uh, statuses was August and uh, September. But because that's no longer the immediate case, a lot of people that were going to re come back to the Bay Area or settle down in the Bay Area have prolonged it further. Now, make no mistake, the Bay Area market still moves very quickly because there is still plenty of people that are trying to take get in ahead of it. So they are able to buy things at a discount right now for that reason. When people go back to work and traffic is a problem again, then I think we will start to see a, a bump in prices. So, but we'll see, right? We'll see if this is actually the case. Hopefully there's not another variant that's crazy, but it, you may also take notice if you're a his, looking someone at looking at data and historical figures, all of these variants have their own life cycle. The question is like, what is the next variant? Is it bad? Is it, is it worse or is it better? That will, that will determine like what it next, you know, looks like for that coming time period. But like anything, there are cycles of these uh, events. I mean, look at what has happened in India, right? Look at what happens in the UK. Look at what happened in a lot of these countries. There's a there's a spike and there's a there's a peak, and then it's almost like 
is doesn't even exist in a sense. It's pretty wild. So it's important to see that and understand that. But everybody will make their own decision. I think this is honestly a very nice uh, breather at the moment. Uh, things are still moving fast, but we're not seeing the increases that we have seen all year. So for those that are actively looking, this has been, quite frankly, the easiest time to buy all year because you're not actually having uh, price increases yet. Um, but we'll see what happens over the next few months. Facebook fund helps bring 500 affordable housing units to the Bay Area. What's interesting about the model of a lot of these companies, so Facebook, Google, Apple, they all have donated billions of dollars theoretically. I don't know if they're actually in use, but theoretically they're earmarked to provide this kind of money for uh, housing. Now, how does this work? What is the game plan of these companies? There's several different ways that this is segmented out. It could be on the acquisition price. So you can see there are specific groups that are, because they're still competing for the same uh, properties that any other uh, investor would, right? You and I, we can pull together millions of dollars. We can buy sites and we can build it ourselves. So anybody can make a bid, right? So that's just how it works. But because it's, it's, they have the backing. I, my guess, honestly, is they're probably overpaying for a lot of this land. That's the thing about this. So those land owners are, you know, incentivized, quite frankly, to help these these affordable housing groups to buy it for the most part. Or there may be other tax implications as well that might help with these acquisitions. So it's really interesting to see, right? Because the land itself is just more valuable now because now you have you have this. Well, uh, this charity player that has a lot of money that they need to use this money to play versus like if you're an investor, you may be more patient or you have a different kind of determination of numbers, right? So really interesting to see. So that's kind of one aspect that it's earmarked is the acquisition of land. The other aspect is the subsidy of building these units. You know, if you are a contractor and you're getting paid $300 per square feet, why why would you do it for less i mean you're you're plenty busy any good contractor is plenty busy right so you still need to pay them the market rate for it even though the exit is going to be not worth it for a, for most people but the pay is the same so it's just a subsidy on building now of course the the building size itself may be different there may be different land uses like in terms of what is the density of it because it could be smaller units geared for affordable housing but nevertheless a lot of it, is, they're just subsidies. So when you, when you have these subsidies for this, because there's no new land anyways, the value of that area just becomes higher because now you have this extra player that needs to spend the money and wants to spend the money to buy existing space. So what does that mean? It also means in general, if they keep building more, that it's just that land becomes more valuable because there's more there's a there's a bigger need for it. And I'll talk about a little bit more about the value of single family homes in, in the future as well, uh, because we, in general, what the state has been doing is trying to create more density. Now, short term wise, when it comes to more density, the issue is all this nimbyism, right? Not in my backyard. I don't want this duplex in my backyard, things like that. So there is always short term pain because you don't always want to be the first uh uh, you don't want to be that. Usually, people don't want to be the owners that their neighbors, the first you know person to start having this. But theoretically, the purpose and the use of that land is now very different. 
right? Because the value of a single family is X, but if you can build a duplex, you can build a triplex, you can build a quadplex because that becomes now an income generating thing. And because you can have a lot more individual units, those that sum may be worth a lot more than the single family space. Hence why you see a combination of a lot. I think a lot of people are also understanding that and getting that. So land is very valuable, especially as there's no doubt that there will be, a, it's just a matter of when, not if, it'll become more dense. If it doesn't become more dense, either way you win, right? Because they couldn't build anything else there. So there, there's no choice. And so that's kind of the, the game that a lot of people are doing and it makes sense. But what that means, a single family will continue to be more and more competitive as the years goes on. There's a lot of runway because as things get rezoned or have the flexibility by default, uh, the game is now different. The game is very different because your valuation of that of that lot is completely different. What else is going on? Tesla leases entire office building in San Jose Tech Hub. Electric vehicle maker launches interior improvements on big building. Uh, what's really cool is take a look at the location of where these are. So this is North First Street. Um, North First Street, in general, there's it's much more just commercial space altogether there. Um, but there's plenty of office buildings, right? So there's a lot of space already there. Some may be actually vacant right now. So I think as a lot of companies continue to get pushed eastward, you already see that happening with like Sunnybell. You see that with happening in Santa Clara. For those, um, they may consider North San Jose. There's lots of space for it. Now, it may need to be repurposed or redesigned, but there's there's plenty of space there. So Tesla and some other companies may continue to expand there. It's good to see they've uh, leased 75,000 square feet of space. Nothing crazy, but of course, catches the headline articles of the week. Next, Oakland Waterfront Hotel is slated to be converted into affordable homes. Year-long reservation renovation is planned to transfer hotel site into affordable homes. I think this is a very interesting play that will also continue to happen. You have seen yourself, like what has been going on uh, with hotels in general? They have not been doing well, right? Especially for several reasons. One, the Bay Area has been much more locked down. That's one aspect. Number two, a lot of these hotel uh, uh, hotels in general, the occupancy rates and the, the math that they have used to uh, underwrite this home is may not have worked, right? At the end of the day, if you're an investor and you're a hotel operator, you underwrite the how the the project, assuming different variables. As you can imagine, for the, a lot of them, especially any of the newer ones, the underwriting and whatever the the, uh, the the daily rate is is not anywhere close to being what that is. So what does that mean? They either potentially foreclose. Um, so that's already happening. So they have to restructure that debt. All the investors that have invested in that will have to take a haircut or lose their money altogether. And or you have opportunities because affordable housing is so big and there's so much money there to throw into that, that they're going to convert it itself. Really interesting to see. I mean, it's already geared towards it if you think about it, right? They're all like basically, I mean, they're apartments. They're, they're, they're just like any other rental. So it's already geared towards, it's already built. So if a deal can be structured, that makes it interesting. And the ones that have been struggling will go through these. So you can see, Rias Capital intends to rent the micro studios to workforce professionals who earn between 50 to 120K a year. Uh, teachers, police officers, firefighters, nurses, other first responders will typically fall into this category. 
So it'll be geared more towards uh, those individuals. So interesting to see. Don't be surprised. There'll be more of these projects that'll be happening. And the location of them are pretty good. That's the thing about hotels. A lot of the locations are very convenient for a lot of people. So that's interesting to see. Now, let's take a look at the data itself. What has been going on in prices and in terms of new listings? Now, of course, we have the long weekend. If you're doing anything for the long weekend, drop in the comments below. Love to hear what you're doing. I'm not going where I got some open houses to hold, but I'd love to hear what you're what you're going to be doing for this uh, weekend. But let's take a look at the new listings. I didn't cover anything last week, but you can see there's been 165 new listings this week, 165 that are contingent pending, change your status this week. It shows you the absorption is still very quick. Everything still sells practically in a week if it's priced fair. However, take a look at the data itself. Right, The data has changed in terms of a price decline, especially in a valuable area like San Mateo County. You can disregard the September figures for now. It's only two days, three days in, so not enough data points for that. But you do see a trend. Interesting, right? June had a bit a big pickup through the year, one of the highest in the country, uh, definitely in the Bay Area. And you can see it has declined in the last two months. Now, I suspect things will probably, in San Mateo County, I don't know if it'll decline further again, but it may. It'll still basically be equivalent to around earlier parts of the year, April, May figures. So it's a great thing for people to under, understand and be open to if they're actively looking in the area. However, make no mistake, you are not the, does not mean you're the only buyer. There's still plenty of buyers out there. So at the end of the day, it, uh, it will depend on the individual property, but you can see prices have declined. However, it's that's for single family homes because it has driven so much up and for different reasons, as I brought up previously. But if you look at condos and townhomes, they have actually done remarkably well. If you look at the August figure, it's actually been the highest it has been all year. It's a different story, right? The May was a previous high. It had declined previously. And the August figures actually ended up to be some of the highest. So what does that mean? It's a combination of things. Some people have given up from the resident, the single family uh, search in San Mateo County, but they still like the location. So they swapped and went into the condos and townhome market instead. Um, and so they have done, you know, still well. Now it has not done as well as single family has done over the year, but it still has done very, very well. So for any of you that think, oh, condos and townhomes don't do well, I called BS there clearly, as you can see for yourself. You can see the January figures, right? It was 800,000 and then now you're you're basically approaching about a million. So that's actually about a um, a 25% increase. So congratulations for those that bought a condo in town home. Anytime late in or early parts of this year, you've done very well already. So incredible to see uh, condos and townhomes there. Take a look at the number of new listings. So this week for Santa Clara County, a whole lot less. So do not be discouraged for this weekend. It's normal. A lot of uh, agents tend to skip it altogether. Um, they tend to just skip it altogether. They may just wait for the following week. Don't be discouraged. At the same time, 368 is still a lot of homes. So you still have plenty of options. Looking at the data itself, though, you can see the June figure was the highest. And it, it, it kind of played out as I expected. I mentioned last week I, or the previous week, I think it was going to somewhat plateau. Santa Clara County did. So you can see July and August are fairly similar to one another. 
Similar though, very similar to the April and May timeframes. So that spike is over and we'll see what happens over the next few months. Condos and townhomes, similar thing, right? You can see it has been a, gen a, a gradual increase, not as steep or as big as San Mateo County, but it is the same story. A lot of people have given up of the single family search. They've been priced out. So they instead bought a condo or townhome instead. So condos and townhomes is still the highest point. It has been all year long. Something to be mindful of there. Take a look at Alameda County. So Alameda County is actually, as you can see, there's 452 new listings this week, 384 of them are contingent pending uh, this week. But the story of Alameda County has continued to be the same. It's been relatively flat for the last five months now. Something to be mindful of, though, for Alameda County is they typically price their house houses on the market very low. Do not get deceived. Share this with your friends so they understand. A list price does not determine the health of the market. It does not. The list to sell price is a marketing tactic. And as you can see, it's a marketing tactic in different areas, depending on what the norm is. You see the data here yourself. It is flat. It is sold. The last five months have been flat. What does that mean? It means you need to compare the house that you have an interest in versus a house that has sold in the last few months, and it will likely sell for the same amount. Do not get confused and do not get tricked into a list price, sell price ratio because it is immaterial. Get it? It's immaterial. doesn't matter. Like you can list a house for a million bucks. It's still going to sell for the same amount. Very predictable. Do not let that deter you. Very easy to predict homes in that area, at least at a very narrow band. Now, for that area itself, though, condos and townhomes has a different impact, right? So condos and townhomes have actually dropped slightly from July to August. Um, I suspect it will probably be somewhat similar. It's been relatively flat uh, through the year. There's been a small increase earlier, and then it's kind of decline slightly, I suspect it'll be relatively flat. Let's take a look at San Francisco. Let's actually, uh, we'll, we'll do two more. We'll do San Francisco, we'll do Contra Costa County. So San Francisco, as you can see, it's been for a single family. Um, this actually needs to be updated. I apologize. I will change that. Uh, both of them, these are, needs to be updated. So we'll talk about that later. Uh, I looked at it recently. San Francisco figures uh, has been, uh, condos has been flat, but I'll change this as well. Uh, we'll wrap up actually with Contra Costa County. Contra Costa County has actually had a very different impact. So for those that have been looking there, it's a great opportunity. As you can see, it has had a, a decline several months now since the high was at May. Um, so as you can see, it has declined for June, July, August. It's still very interesting enough the August figures are still about what they were in the March timeframe. I suspect, I don't, I don't think this will keep dropping any further. That's my opinion. I think it'll probably be flat for the rest of the year. It's had a cool down for different reasons as people had flocked back to the prime areas. Uh, that was one big criteria. And as you may notice, for those that will have to be driving, there is a lot of traffic again. Like I helped a client, we got in contract for a duplex as an investment property in Antioch. And uh, yeah, drive by there uh, during you know regular hours, rush hour time, and you'll be amazed. Like there's a lot of cars already. And you all heard already, right? There's almost no, there's very few companies that are actually in the office. Very few of the big tech companies. 
and it's already like that. So it'll be interesting to see. I think that will continue to play a big impact for those that do have to commute to the work to the job. Uh, I think you will see for yourself that traffic should be uh, pretty bad. And then uh, last but not least, condos and townhomes. You can see though, different story has been a, a you know, it hasn't been the highest as compared to May, but it has continued to trick trickle back up. You know, the median price now for a condo and townhome in the area, it's still at a little under 600,000. So for those that are looking there, it's been a good opportunity. So hopefully this helps you. Every week I go over the market data. I go over what has been going on in terms of the market news, uh, what are activity that's happening for the market report itself. Uh, I did have a few closings. I'll share that. I'll share that next week. I forgot to bring it up this time. I'll share all the previous closings that I did in the last uh, three weeks. Uh, we'll do that next time. But uh, of course, if you have any questions about the Bay Area real estate market, if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest, reach out to me. Love to help you, and we can figure out the game plan so we can find you your house as soon as possible. Enjoy the long weekend, and I'll see you at the next one. Bye now.